2: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I said to Scott, are you dropping Tears for Fears you on me? Damn right I am.
3: Wow. By the way, uh <laughs> I am the I am the purveyor of completely useless 80s hits. Oh, I'm aware. Name Tears for Fears' biggest song. Uh Head Over Heels. That's right. Most people would
2: say shout. That was just the first one that popped into my head. Head over heels was their biggest hit. That is correct. Are you also drinking a high-seed juice box? What are you, five? Okay, you brought – listen, Scott brought a high-seed juice box in yesterday, and I thought maybe, like, one of the sports guys had it. It's refreshing. Okay, this is now two days in a row. Are you purchasing – No. Because you you are about 48 years beyond the target demographic for the high-seed juice box. Okay, so first of all (laughs) – I can't believe we're having this conversation. I can't believe you're putting the little straw in there right now. Well, how else am I supposed to drink it? I don't know because I'm 49 years old and it's been 40 years since I've had one. Mm. Very refreshing.
3: It is refreshing. All right. Uh, First of all, (laughs) did you or did you not stand by my side while for 31 days
2: I went through rehab? I did. Okay. Okay. And what? you brought me a Diet Coke today, which I greatly appreciated. You're welcome. And now I'm looking at you across the glass once again. You're drinking a juice box. I'm just saying it's not every day that you see an adult male mm. sipping out of a juice box. It's a refresher.
3: So what does alcohol turn into when it gets in
2: your stomach? Sugar. And okay. I was just going to say that's all sugar. So your body is probably craving my, sugar. My
3: body still craves sugar. Oh, good. And so when I come into the studio, I couldn't help but notice that somebody had left out some High C orange lava burst. (laughs) It's just straight sugar. There's like six of them out in the newsroom. And I'm like, don't mind if I do. I love it. And so I need sugar in my system. Otherwise, I'm going to start shaking. And mm. I love it. The lava burst is a delicious treat.
2: (laughs) It is a delicious treat. not so sure I agree with the, the marketing on that. But yes, I'm sure it's delicious. Okay. How was your evening last night? How it was, was good. How was Miss Russian mink hat? Uh, I did. We went to Graham and Dunn on the plaza. I had not seen the plaza lights yet. and so Gr- Wait, wait. Graham and Dunn? Yeah. I'm not familiar. Is this a restaurant? Yeah. You I, know, on the uh, side toward Pembroke, not toward Tice Park. Oh, okay. Uh, I have never heard of down it. Down from kind of Kona Grill and down from Rally House. Went in, had a great dinner, had a couple glasses of wine with two very good friends of mine. Good. And... Uh, left there and went home and painted for an hour. This is what I do now. Uh, And then watched a movie and went to bed. It was a great night. What do you mean you paint? Oh, the paint by numbers? I'm obsessed.
3: What's going on with you?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you a little something. Uh Uh-oh. You are getting a paint by number for Christmas. It has already shipped. I am just waiting for it to arrive. I know that you are puzzled by my newfound hobby. I'm concerned. But when I came home last night, some more of the painting was done. And I said, oh, who's been painting? And I hear Sophie go, I did. We cannot believe how cathartic and calming. Honestly, I kind of look forward to it. Yeah. No. And I think it's because it forces you to zone in hard on tiny little spaces. The way that golf does for me, you're zoning in on that stupid little ball and it's really hard for you to think about anything else when you're doing that except zoning in on your mm-hmm. ball or, or or the paint by number. Um, I am so into this that I sent one of the kids out today to get me an old person magnifying glass and a sharper paintbrush. And I could not even possibly be making that up.
3: And tonight are you going to
2: tap, tap, tap? Yeah, I'm going to go tap, 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 just like Bob Ross might uh, turn on the clapper. I don't know if we'll have time. Wow. I do stop after about an hour because my eyes start to hurt.
3: Okay, I can't.
2: I I know you will. Just trust me, and I'm I'm gonna surprise you with the image that I chose. (laughs) My eyes. You are going to love this, and you can do it with football on in the well, not football on the background because I pay attention to that. But you can do it with like a comic playing in the background or just white noise in the background. Can
3: can can I ask? Can I ask for a different Christmas gift if that's all right? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't want you to give me a color by numbers. What's already on the way? I understand.
2: You're going to color those numbers if it's the no. last damn thing you do.
3: Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm being serious.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I want something you painted.
2: You want me to paint something for you?
3: No, what I said was I want a color by numbers okay. that you painted. How about, And then I'm going right. to have it framed. Okay, I love gonna, it. I told you, we did this with my dad. Yep. In his last year in life, you know, he, he, could, he wasn't very mobile. Right. Uh, he was starting to fade, and... Brilliant, brilliant play on my mom's part. She ordered mayo a bunch of color by numbers. Yeah, paintings. They're about this big, right? And one of them hangs inside the the door to my home. I, my, my I've mom,
2: seen it, and I don't think I realized that was something that your dad had that, painted. It was, it was one of the last things he ever did.
3: And it was we. My mom did it for him to keep his mind sharp. Sure. To give him something to do while she was at work. Uh, He couldn't move around a lot, like I mentioned.
2: Um, It it, it is one of my most cherished items in my home. Okay. Here's what I will agree to do for you. Okay. Because the painting is on the way. I think it is something you're going to enjoy. I will paint some of it. You paint some of it. And we will hang it in the office.
3: I like that idea.
2: You're going to love it. I promise.
3: Uh, Now, I am a jerk. And I didn't realize until I was halfway to work that this was the last time I was going to see you. I'll see you over break. Okay. Yeah. Because... I am so proud of one of my, normally I just get you like bunt cake stuff, right? Yeah. I, I'm very practical. I got you a Christmas decoration that I am so proud of. Oh, I can't wait. I'll just tell you. It just says, this tree ain't the only thing getting lit tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, and I, I love a, it.
3: I was in a store I love it. and I saw that Christmas decoration and I'm like, oh my God, this belongs on Dana's tree.
2: Do you know what Barb Porter got me? This
3: tree ain't the only
2: thing getting lit tonight. That is so funny, <laughs> but also there's no way I can wear it. She was in Bozeman, Montana. Is it Bozeman? Boz- Bozeman, Montana. Yeah, yep. and what, one of her kiddos goes to school there, and she was there, and there is a meat <laughs> rub company Okay. that just sells rub, Okay. okay?
3: This is getting dangerous.
2: And the name of the founder of that company happens to share my last name and so you can imagine when she sees the hat and the rub and all of this stuff she can't help herself she thinks it's so funny she <laughs> buys me this hat that i'm going to show you can i read it on the um, i think because it's a meat rub company <laughs> oh yeah. and i'm sending this to my father
3: uh, so it's it's a gray hat.
2: It's a great hat. It's a trucker hat.
3: Gray hat. Yeah. Uh, and it just says on the front, rubbed the
2: right <laughs> way. With my name on it. W-R-I-G. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> and I got the rub with it. Oh, L- nice. Like the steak rub or whatever it is. Nice. Nice. Very nice. All right. What do we got going on today? I don't know. You know what? We're just counting down, let's be honest, to the dead week that we all love that Oof. is the holiday season. And so we're going to keep it, you know. I think we're going to keep it fairly light today. We've got I'm some. Fine with that. We've got some stuff in the stack, uh, but we're going to keep it fairly light.
3: I'm, I'm fine with that. We got Festivus Friday coming up at five o'clock. The airing of the grievances. We do that
2: every Friday at five. You can't be bringing me down. Do you know I bought that new hat yesterday, the fedora, and I told you how much I love that hat. And I saw something unusual last night when I was out and about. And I wasn't going to say the name, but I've already said it. Darn it. Anyway, I'm sitting at the bar with two of my girlfriends, okay, wearing my fabulous new fedora that is apparently not called a fedora, but whatever. And a beautiful woman walks in a little older than us. Not much, maybe 60 years old sits down at the bar, very well-dressed, very put together. And she sits down two seats from me wearing a mink or Fox or dead raccoon or something it on her a rac- head. There
3: wasn't no raccoon. I don't
2: know what it is, but do you know what kind of hat I'm talking about? It yep. literally looks like the Daniel Boone hat, but without the raccoon tail on it, and the whole thing is fur. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. There were- it's a pillbox hat, but it's fur. Yeah. Uh... And she never takes it off. And I'm sitting there in my new fedora, and I'm like, lady, look, this bar ain't big enough <laughs> for the two of us. You get that dead animal hat out of here. Okay. And my girlfriend said to me, it's been a long time since I've seen one of those fur hats. And I'm sure it's very warm, although it was 56 degrees last night. I'm like, calm down, lady. It's not that warm out. Uh, and I'm sure the thing costs probably $5,000. But it's been a long time since I've seen any woman walking around that isn't like, every once in a while you'll see it at the Super Bowl with like the, the owner of the NFL team's wife. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. one of those hats. If you wear this kind of hat. You probably you're, live in Mission Hills. You're
3: telegraphing to
2: the world that yes. you have money. Yes. Yeah, okay. This was not something that was purchased at TJ Maxx. Let me just tell you that. But it's like, a nice hat. We got to think of last night. We were talking about it. Would you wear that? Would you wear a fur out? And for me, the answer is no. Would I wear fur? Well, you would look ridiculous. The only man I've ever seen wearing fur is, is Jimmy Johnson. Travis and, Kelsey wore it once and he looked good. Yeah, once in a while. Th- there was a Chiefs player a couple of years ago that auctioned off his fur. I think it was Tyreek, and mm-hmm. it was dyed red and gold. Th- that was at the event that we yeah. went to. they raised like ten grand on mm-hmm. that fur. But, like, would you actually just wear a fur out and about? Or if you have been, no, and th- this on. happened a couple of weeks ago. My mother came out and she says, Dana, Stacy and I have something to show you, and we would like you to look and see if you would wear this. Swear to Moses, they walk out. Holding a fur vest and it was like brown and black fur, so bare or I don't I don't know what it was, dark brown. <laughs> and they're they're smiling like I'm going to be excited. This was your grandmother's. <clears throat> and I go, oh. And they go, you you wouldn't wear it? And I go, eh, it's fur's really not my thing. Uh, and it would not fit around me. My grandmother was a very petite, like 90-pound woman, okay? Mm-hmm. And they looked at me kind of disappointed, and they go, well, would the girls wear it? And I'm like, Scott, there's no way the girls are going to wear that. But I don't know what you do with that once someone passes on. So you you did see
3: a mink pillbox hat. Yeah. That, that, see that right there? Yeah. Uh, they're not as expensive as I thought. They're expensive, but they're 105 bucks.
2: Yeah, but is it if it's real? Didn't something get like skinned alive for that? That's always what I. Know. But I'm like, here, eh.
3: here's here's where I've always gone a little weird about fur. Yeah, because I'm not a fan, and I would never wear anything. Certainly never out in public. I'm
2: not grotesquely offended by it. I want to be clear. It's just right, not my thing.
3: Right, but we wouldn't think twice about wearing a leather jacket. Correct. Why? I mean, that is something skin.
2: It just happened to be a cow. I don't know why, because I think with leather, it can be faux leather. And I know fur, there can be faux fur. But I feel like when someone walks in wearing a fur, floor-length fur, you know that's fur. They're trying to make a statement. With leather, it's like, that could be leather. We could ride together. I don't know if we'll have time. (laughs) But I'll tell you this. The only man outside of Tyreek Hill and maybe Travis that I've seen wearing a full-length, like, pimp daddy fur coat was Jimmy Johnson, and I don't remember why that team was here at Union Station many years the ago. Dallas Cowboys the Jimmy Dallas Johnson? Cowboys guy walks in at age 70, at whatever he was at the time. Jerry Jones, pardon me, it wasn't Jimmy Johnson, it was Jerry Jones, wearing a full-length huh. man-fur coat. And I, he looked I, 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 absolutely ridiculous. I don't believe that was man-fur. But it was Jerry Jones. Like you were kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what I expected him to walk in. I don't know what you call it.
3: Not man fur.
2: <laughs>
3: man fur is what's downstairs.
2: Phone- oh my God. Well, that's not it, what, it, I don't Quick think that's break. what it was. I'm
3: 913 586. Phones are ringing. What do you seven, do with your
2: fur? Seven, my seven, grandma's nine, was lined nine. and it had her initials in it. But I'm like, I'm not going to wear that. I would look ridiculous. Re-
3: Text line is loading up with others who have pulled off the fur coat. Joe Namath famously wore a fur coat years and years ago. Or infamously. Yeah, maybe. Uh, John Elway.
2: a Girlfriend of mine just said Liberace. He could pull it off. Hmm. Uh, The Wall Street Journal did a story about this a couple years ago, and I do remember it now. It's titled The Awkward Heirloom. No one wants grandma's fur coat. Families with vintage fur coats are grappling with a generational divide over an issue also roiling fashion and politics. <laughs> let me ask you this. If you are inheriting a fur, you're not really contributing to the market it's of, been of killing an animal. Animal's been dead 50 years. Yeah. And you know, back then, that was a statement piece. And my grandparents were very simple people.
3: They, oh, my, they my, had, gran-
2: my grandmother had n- a fur coat. Nothing of any mm-hmm. extreme value at all. So that back then, that was a thing. What did you do with your grandma's fur coat? My mom still has it down in Biloxi. She just can't bear to part with it. And I'm like, Mom, no one is going to wear this. But then I feel bad.
3: Why don't you sell it? To whom? Well, I, I don't know to whom you would sell it, but I mean, certainly mm-hmm. somebody would want it, oh, right? I, I think you're wrong. Okay. Uh, Nancy. Jerry Jones. <laughs> Nancy in Overland Park. Hi, Nancy.
4: Hi. I can tell you what to do with that, ho- that coat. Yes. I have two of them. One of them is my mother-in-law's, and I wear it only when it's freezing cold outside. But the other one was my mother's, and I took it apart, and I made seven little teddy bears, one for each of my siblings for it. And it was the most rewarding experience I've ever had because as I made them, I thought about each one of those children, and as they grew up with my parents— that what they were going through. It was really, and it, we all have a little teddy bear of mom's coat.
2: Nancy, I love that. That's a great yeah, that's idea, a nice and idea. idea, and I'm going to reach out to my mom and tell her that.
4: Well, there are companies that do it, and it's expensive to have it done. I did it myself because I am a seamstress, but it, you can find people that will do it for you. Okay.
3: That's actually, a, Nancy, that's a really good idea. The the fur already exists. Yeah. To your point earlier, the animal's been dead for probably 50
2: years. You could also fashion it into a dead cat and put it next to the grandfather clock in the uh, entryway of a nursing home. Well, you could. And people will pet it. I actually saw that (laughs) when I went to go visit my late grandmother, God rest her soul. Hi, kitty. Bent down, thought it was a cat. And, uh, well, it was a cat. Years ago. Years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Jim and Lenexa. (laughs) So bad. Hi, Jim. Hi. Hello. Go ahead.
4: Hi yeah you know i had one of those man fur coats my brother used to come home for uh for christmas every year and before he passed away and this was way back you know when when uh, those man fur coats were popular and just you know uh as a joke between the two of us we both went out and bought one of those coats and and i bet i probably only wore it a couple of times but, you know, ever since it had been hanging in the closet for years and years. And so we had these coat drives at church every year. Uh-huh. And so I just said, okay, I'm just going to give away all of my coats. And that was one of them. And I kept thinking, you know, that I, maybe I would see some homeless person wearing this man for a coat down the street. I haven't seen him yet, but maybe somebody's having fun with it. I don't know. But um, – <laughs> That uh, that that was my, my story on the man for a coach.
3: Jim, do do appreciate it. Do appreciate it. Uh Tim in Lenexa. Tim, good afternoon. Hi.
5: Good afternoon. Uh this is really, really off topic. It's a little bit of a Christmas wish for uh for you guys. I have listened for a long, long time and uh just cannot get over the humanity of you and Dana. You're almost like brothers and sisters to each other. You've got each other's back. You've got each other's front. And then the other thing I want to express is what you do for all of us, that you are human beings, you share our pain, our insanity with each other. Uh, You give us 15 or 20 minutes of a great day when things are not so great. And my wish for 2024 is that you guys keep doing what you're doing, and uh, the world will be better for it. Mm. Thanks a lot, you guys. Love Tim, it.
2: Merry Christmas. That is absolutely lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much.
5: Okay.
3: Tim, thank you. What a, what a sweet call to make. Uh, Damien in Richmond. Damien, good afternoon. Hi.
4: Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, you, uh, you said earlier something about uh, wearing leather and why people are okay with wearing leather. Yeah. Um, personally, my issue with fox uh, fur and mate furs, those animals, as far as I know, are raised strictly for their fur, whereas leather, you know, cattle, we eat the cattle. There's so many other uses for the animal other than their skins, and that's, that's, you know... I understand that, you know, because I love a good steak and a nice pair of cowboy boots.
2: Right. (laughs) And Damien, my grandfather, on one of the tapes that that I had him record before his death, would talk about as a child trapping raccoons. Mm -hmm. And he would take those raccoons and the pelts into town. I think he sold them, he said, for a nickel or a quarter, whatever it was. And he said, that was how I made a little bit of spending money when I was a child. They would trap the raccoons and go down. And I don't know what people were buying them for. If it was for, I don't know, fur. Or, it was for fur. Yeah. I mean, that's that's normally. Uh, but is it a di- is there a difference when it's like a wild animal like that versus you know, like the mink has always bothered me. Well, because I, 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 a raccoon, you're like yeah. you know people will call those trash can rats, and I'm not saying I agree with that, but to me, trapping a raccoon for fur pelts, you know, in the '40s. Mm-hmm somehow feels different than the mink industry to provide fur to people like Jerry Jones. Well, but to
3: Damien's point, when, when you see somebody in a mink coat or a fox coat, that animal was not eaten. That animal was skinned for its fur. Yeah. And the meat was just thrown away. With a cow, for example, with the leather, the whole animal, or not the whole animal, but a lot of the animal's been used. Right. And so we ate the meat. Do we just throw away the skin? Or do we use the skin, sure. make something leather out of it, and therefore it's not a waste? It's a, it's a great point. Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news, the airing of the grievances. That guy over there is Quentin. She is Dana. My name is Scott. Here on KMBZ. Story here out of normal Illinois. An Illinois family's Christmas vacation to Disney was nearly ruined. Ha <laughs> ha. After the grandparents mistakenly bought $10,000 worth of Disney Plus streaming gift cards <laughs> instead of Disney Park gift cards. Oh, my God. <laughs> $10,000. They really like watching Disney Plus. In a, in a, Star Wars fans. <laughs> <sense. laughs> hey, Luke Skywalker. In a series of TikTok videos, Andy Costin explains that her parents were planning a big family trip for all 16 <laughs> members of the family. And to save some money, Costin's parents decided to buy $10,000 worth of Disney gift cards from Sam's Club and pay for the trip with those. Gift cards at Sam's Club often discounted up to 25%, meaning for every $100 gift card they bought, it really would only cost them $75. But Costin's parents made a major mistake. They accidentally purchased gift cards for Disney Plus rather than for Disney Park her parents are 78 years old. Okay.
2: okay. Wait,
3: it gets worse. No,
2: I was going to say, can you... Is there any value in turning... How do you get your money back?
3: Costin realized the mistake her parents had made when they were having problems loading the gift cards correctly online.
2: They tried to load them for their Disney vacation?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. There is a photo that goes with this story that appears to show a gigantic stack of these Disney Plus cards. How many cards would one have to buy? I mean, do they come in $100 amounts? I would assume a Disney Plus card does not come in a $1,000 amount. No, I would imagine it's 100 It's probably at most 100 mm-hmm. which means they bought 100 of those $100 Disney Plus cards.
3: Uh, other The story goes on to say others are confused about how Costin's parents were even able to buy. That many? $10,000 worth of gift cards in one sitting, as many retailers would have a limit on how many can be purchased at one time. Uh, by the way, Disney did make good on it. Oh. They took the cards back and gave them $10,000 in Disney Park gift cards.
2: <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. <laughs> Venmo is your friend.
3: (laughs) Uh, A theater owner in Atlanta found a surprise piece of history while recently renovating the property. For over 80 years, Dana Wright, the Plaza Theater in Atlanta has entertained guests with numerous stories, but it was during a November bathroom renovation that owner Chris Escobar discovered a different kind of story. Says Escobar, once we started taking off the old tile, we discovered a little piece of the wall that fell out in the corner. And then we saw a space behind the wall that no one knew was there. That space was a small closet attached to what used to be the manager's office that has now become a separate bathroom. And that was when we discovered an incredible little historic find, a wallet from 1958, (laughs) likely lost and stored in the manager's office, but never claimed, was found buried under the brick and dust. The wallet was complete with credit cards, family photos, gas receipts, and the name of Floyd Colbreth.
2: Oh, Floy. Boy, there's a name that's not coming back. I had an Aunt Floy. But
3: could she possibly be located 65 years later? Mm-hmm. Escobar enlisted his wife, whom he calls an Internet sleuth. Within hours, Escobar had his answer and met with the wallet owner's daughter, Thea. Huh.
2: I love that stuff. Uh,
3: the the lady Floyd died
2: a, of a, course about a decade. ago. But you ago. know when you find that stuff inside is going to be like a gas receipt for like mm-hmm. sixty eight cents. Or, mm-hmm. You know all That's of those what was things. In
3: credit cards and family photos and gas receipts.
2: Diners Club. You know, it was. know. You know it was. You know it was. We're gonna have time. <laughs> have to go out and eat. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Simone
3: Biles has been named the female athlete of the year. Amen. For a third time. Uh, There were jitters, of course, considering all that had happened. How could there not be? When Simone Biles walked onto the floor at a suburban Chicago arena in late July for her first gymnastics competition in two years, she knew plenty of people were wondering how it was going to go. And she has been named, because of this comeback, the Associated Press Female Athlete of the Year. Yes, again, it is her third time.
2: Good. Only 26 years old. I am I was Caitlin Clark in the running. She has to be because every time oh, I sure flip on was. social media, me she has um, some new record that she has broken or, and did you see, um, I think it was coach Soshevsky last night said, I would have loved to have coached her.
3: Nowhere in here. This is weird. Oh, you know, here it is. Here it is. The 26 year old seven time Olympic medalist was followed by Iowa basketball star Caitlin Clark. And by Etana Banmati of the Spanish soccer team.
2: That's who she beat out for the award. Okay. Good for her. She's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible.
2: Why is it raining? And why does it continue to rain even though it's the holiday season? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the warmest December in the history? You're talking about thunder on Christmas.
3: I was outside at 5.30 this morning in shorts and a t-shirt, and I was comfortable. I know. This is like the hottest December in the history of the world. I know. And I'm not even mad about it. I know for future generations this is terrible, but...
2: (laughs) We're really selling out our great-grandchildren, but now I'm good. Man. I really appreciate your support, Scott. Yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it, Quentin. Do you think it's bad that we haven't turned off our sprinklers yet?
3: Oh, I think that's very bad.
2: I mean, we just haven't had them blown out.
3: I think that's very bad.
2: It hasn't gotten freezing. Yes, it has. Eh. You haven't had your sprinklers blown out? This is why I ask. We have a leak in our basement today. (laughs) It started last night. And we cannot find the source of the leak. Well, I know where it's coming from, but I don't know above that where it's coming from. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I panicked last night. We're running upstairs looking at toilets, looking at showers. Nothing. Everything seems perfectly fine, but there is a very slow leak in the basement. And our handyman, I was talking to him last night, sending him pictures, he said... Well, you had your sprinklers blown out, didn't you? And we haven't had them that long. I go, it's on the list. I think we called to get on the schedule. We haven't done it yet because it has been so warm. We have not done this. It's December 22nd. Well, I know, but it's been like 50 degrees. My guy came out in October. I know. I just forgot, and then I told Chris to do it, and he forgot. we're, We're doing it. I promise. Just haven't done it yet. How hard is it to do that? Well, you have to have the equipment. Oh, all right. Anyway. I have a leak in my basement. Wait, wait, I'm wait. sure it's fine. How do you blow out your sprinkler system
3: if you don't have
2: the blower? Because I don't know. I've never seen anyone do it. I have no idea how that works. Do you have a guy? Yeah, we have oh, a guy. Okay, because I'll, I'll give you my guy if, if you don't. Is that all he does? He's a sprinkler blower outer. He's. A, that's what he does. Oh, yeah. Maybe I do want your guy. Well, he does landscaping, but yeah, right. he'll he'll come over and take care of it. Uh, let's go to Lawrence real quick because on my way into work, I saw one of the most clever license plates. I have ever seen, and it was just on a normal mini SUV. I've sent this to all my friends, and the license plate said, W-V-D-W-E-A-T. So bad. Oh my gosh, it is brilliant. It's wave to (laughs) eat. No, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I was like, I drove by like a weirdo and gave them the thumbs up. I'm like, woo, and I'm sure he was like, what's that crazy lady doing? (laughs) But did you see, I was wrong, and wave I don't say that very... Wave to weed. I'm not wrong very often, but when I am, I will own it. I really thought, Scott, I mean, I really thought that they were redoing our football stadium and tearing out some of the stuff on the side where they are going to put in shops and restaurants and... You're talking about Memorial Stadium ...housing and Lawrence. Housing and Lawrence. Like, yeah, and you even said to me the other day, well, it looks like they're taking the whole thing down. I go, oh, no, they're not taking the whole stadium down. Uh, oh, my gosh, yes, well, they are. Well, yes, they are. There are stunning drone pictures of these claws going in and just ripping out Mm -hmm. what was the old memorial. How long has Memorial Stadium been there? My God, it was built to honor the war dead. There's a
3: story in the Star today um, about how Lawrence is making a bid to host a 2026 World Cup game. I don't know why we wouldn't include them in the metro area here. It says here, as Kansas City prepares to play host to World Cup matches in 2026... The city of Lawrence and the University of Kansas are growing equally excited. Lawrence could be a base camp location for an international team. A base camp is a team's home site for the competition, which includes a training ground and a place to stay. The time frame for the team's stay would depend on how far it advances in the tournament, but the range could be up to a month. If chosen, the University of Kansas facilities and Rock Chalk Park, I don't even know what that is, would be used as a base by one of the 48 participating teams in the World Cup. We need that space. The, I- the star has learned that discussions have been held between KU athletic officials and FIFA. They started back in May to see if one of the teams would use Lawrence as
2: a base camp. Good. Hmm. I'll be darned. Is it still possible, though, that we will be playing football at Arrowhead in the fall? They're saying those games, because of this construction, might have to be moved to Arrowhead. College games might have to be moved to Arrowhead K-K-U because football games would... because there is no stadium right now or field. Well, didn't they think about that before they tore down the existing I one? said the same thing. This is why I thought there was no way they were tearing the whole thing down. Look on Facebook. Oh, it's it, gone. Yeah, it's it gone. It gone. I even sent the photo to my kids, and they go, oh, my God, what? And I go, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I missed that memo. I thought part of it was going away. It's gone. I, I don't know how you build a football stadium in one year. I, I thought they were doing it with the stand still there. I thought they were just <laughs> throwing some shops and restaurants <laughs> up. I don't
3: know. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. It
2: does say FIFA sent officials on multiple visits to Lawrence dating back to their initial visit. Back in 2022, mm-hmm. they looked at hotels. They looked at what KU and the city can offer. Uh, I'm sorry, dorms. Are you kidding me? Think of all the space they would have as one well, possible host site. I, we need I, a bunch I, of them. I
3: see where you're going with that. But, but can you imagine? I mean, when we're talking about the World Cup, and I don't mean to sound elitist here. It's enormous. It, it, yes, <laughs> it's huge. Th- this is bigger than the Super Bowl coming to Kansas City. This is huge.
2: Kathy has said it's one Super Bowl every day for a month.
3: Yeah, but but the problem is these are the highest paid, most respected players in the world.
2: We're not going to throw them in Oliver Hall.
3: No, we're not. (laughs) They're not going in a dorm (laughs) where they have to share a bathroom. How
2: do you feel about the Econo Lodge on (laughs) 6th Street? (laughs) Minor damage.
3: (laughs) Minor damage. So I, I don't see these athletes... No, we would put him in the Eldridge. Fine. Or in the Oread. Yep, that that would be fine. All right, let's do it. But keep in mind, with the team, you have 20-something players. But the support staff. Huge. Much bigger than the team. So now you have to find, you have to book 30 days out. Like, for an entire month, you'd have to book somebody at the Eldridge or book somebody at the Oread or wherever um, but th- th- this is more than just 22 players who are going to show up in Lawrence and work out. At- We're here. <laughs> We're here. Work out with the basketball team. <laughs> 913-586. Robinson. 7798. You want to shoot some hoops? <laughs> 913-586-7798. Dana, you're a birder. Yes, I am. I know you are. Uh, story here from the Kansas City Star. Feeding birds... <laughs> Is an enjoyable backyard hobby for many, gardening and bird feeding almost go hand in hand. Incorporating escape cover into your landscape plans with trees, shrubs, or brush piles near the feeders will help... I gotta
2: plant trees to get the birds to come
3: to the... No, no. I didn't say that, but it will help the birds feel welcome and safe while they feed. The growth will also provide them with shelter and offer locations to raise their babies. Birds need a steady
2: supply of food, water, and shelter. Which I have provided in abundance over the years, and they have given me a gigantic middle bird finger because (laughs) those two bluebird houses are empty.
3: Well, it may be because of the food.
2: It's like hotel, vacancy, come on in. I even put worms in there.
3: As you become more interested in bird feeding, and clearly you have, you may want to use several feeder types and locations each stocked with a different seed okay. or grain. Look,
2: yeah, at the part that I start knowing stuff like that, please just check me in somewhere. You want to go with black oil sunflower seeds. <laughs> That's your main go-to. The, the funniest thing is, I thought you could just put a birdhouse out and the birds would come. Nope. Like, let's put it, we'll put up one up in the front, one up in the back. Come on, birds. It's been five years. Nary a bird. Do you, you don't have one tenant? Not... One. What,
3: what kind of food are you putting in the in the house? Well, nothing, no
2: more. I'm like,
3: you need to go with black oil sunflower seeds. Don't
2: want no house. Don't get, no house. don't get one. <laughs> don't want one. Don't get one. It really hurt my feelings.
3: Um, so anyway, black oil sunflower seeds is where you want to go.
2: Yeah, I'll make a mental note of that.
3: Here, I'll just give right. you the story. Head to the bird <laughs> <go>. store. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you guys noticed that? People are getting COVID again. Yeah, it's back. I, I was on a Zoom call. I mean, earlier not like today. it was, but no, 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 like, like a cold, right? But I was on a Zoom call earlier today with some people, and two of them on that Zoom call uh, announced that they had COVID. It says here, the new COVID nineteen variant that scientists are calling JN one now makes up about forty four percent of COVID nineteen cases around the country, according to the CDC, marking another week of the fast-spreading variant steep rise in the United States. The increase is more than two times larger than the 21 percent the CDC now estimates a strain made up of infections for the week ending December 9th. Uh, Among regions with enough data reported from testing labs to produce these latest projections, the CDC is estimating that JN1's prevalence is largest in the
2: Northeast, especially in New Jersey and New York. Chris's brother was hospitalized last week with, with COVID. With COVID, mm-hmm. he's okay. He's home. Oh, thank God! Recovering. Um, and then two weeks ago, during finals week, the flu was rampant
4: mm-hmm.
2: at uh, where our kids go to college. It, it, I'm not saying it was rampant everywhere, but there were a lot of people sick. Yeah. And my daughter tested positive for type A. And then I got the flu shot, and I don't even know if that protects against A or you know how they—it's their best guess every year.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, listen to this. Happy birthday to Russell Stover, a Kansas City tradition for 100 years. Uh, This is from our friends over at KCUR. Russell Stover has been celebrating its 100th anniversary this year, commemorating not only its longevity as an industry leader, but a century of memories. Hmm. I believe the birthday is actually today, 100 years. Happy birthday, Russell Stover.
3: While we welcome the new year, we will also be welcoming an increase in the cost of mailing letters and packages.
2: <laughs> how much?
6: cost is going up.
2: How much, Nate?
6: And you got to mail it in. I've never been a big mail-in guy. I've mailed maybe four letters my entire life. i just never done it. Stamps make me nervous. Because I don't know how many you're supposed to put on. Like, i like... Where they're going to be like, you should put one more on. Uh, and they change the price of stamps. And that's not in the news, you know. <laughs> you don't find that out on Twitter. You have to find out from old people. They're the only people <laughs> that know. <laughs> they keep up with it. They're like, stamps went up. You're like, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is it $100? Like, they're furious. <laughs> uh, they're furious. Is it $100 a stamp? It's three more
3: pennies. Starting on uh, January 21st. He's so funny.
2: He has become, uh, well, I think, the world's, but my absolute favorite comic. I just and he's sit clean. and watch his reels on a loop at night. If you have never heard his bit about the confusion at the TSA, where his driver's license says Nathaniel and his ticket says Nathan, I think it is one of the funniest. Always clean. Like again. He never cusses? His delivery is so deadpan spot on. He talks a lot about the silly fights he has with his wife, which we've all been in those just ridiculous situations in a marriage that you're fighting over. One of them is chocolate milk. Yeah. But he has an entire, like, two minutes on going to the TSA, and they won't let him fly because of the difference between Nathan and Nathaniel. And I sent this to my son Jack last night, who has had this issue his entire life, because Jack is John and like 90% right. of the world understands that, but for the 10% that don't understand that, it's a thing.
6: I can't wait to go see him.
2: Oh God, can't I cannot wait. February. February. February? Okay.
6: Yeah, coming to town.
2: And there is no way I'm what missing that.
6: I think that. is gonna help a ton is the picture on the ID. <laughs> Something that I've always loved that they did, and I think <laughs> with 70% of that name matching and 100% face, it's 170%. <laughs> I think I'll get through.
3: And this is what he told me. So, what he's talking about here is he goes up. God, it's funny. And his ID says Nathaniel. Nathaniel. And his ticket says Nathan. Nate. Or Nathan. That's and right.
2: And then, then he goes, <laughs> I don't even want to tell him my friends call me Nate because I feel like they're just going to call somebody over and be like, You want to shoot this guy? This guy's got
3: three names. <laughs> this guy's got three names. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thing. Look know, him up, bloody. Nate Bargetze. Uh, Bargetze,
3: by the way, B A R G A T Z E is how you spell it. Dan Weinbaum. Dan, is it Dan or Daniel? Uh, whichever you'd like. Okay. Oh, yeah, until or, you're flying. Or, or Danny. Give <laughs> three names. No, never. That. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Quick break for the news with Dan Weinbaum in, in two minutes here on Dana and Parks.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime.